0: Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Friday, September 17th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. On today's show, we catch up with Sean Goodwin, who covers all things soccer for the star. The teams he follows are coming off good results. Sporting Kansas City got goals from four different players in defeating Minnesota this week, and last time out, KCNWSL played to a scoreless tie with North Carolina. It's been a good run of home matches for WOSO lately. Sean also breaks some news regarding NWSL, so pay attention to that. We wrap up talking about the U.S. men's national team, which completed its first leg of World Cup qualifying and looks forward to the next. Sean and I agree the team needs to pick up the pace a little bit. So all that on today's show. Let's get started. Sean, it's been so long since we've talked that, first of all, I'm glad to hear you're doing well because you were actually a little under the weather the last time we chatted. I hope it wasn't a lingering problem.
1: It was not. I, uh, I got a COVID test, came back negative, all good. Think it might have been a sinus infection, but it's been a couple of weeks. So I'm here. I sound more normal in my life and ready to talk about soccer.
0: Well, great. It, like I said, it's been a while since we've chatted. We've been squeezed by the schedule a little bit. But we're we're back on track, talking soccer with you, and we got a lot to catch up on. We're going to start with Sporting Kansas City. Uh, We'll begin with the most recent event, which was a wonderful four-zip victory over Minnesota earlier this week. I was pretty impressed by what I saw. Four goals from four different players. I just I don't know if, if Sporting has played a better game. Uh, this season, they, they've had other 4-0 win, but it looked like a co- as complete a victory as you can have last night.
1: Yeah, no, you said it yourself, Blair. That's probably the most complete performance I've seen and putting this season. Uh, against a very good team in Minnesota, I mean, you know, they're not reaching a lofty heights that they reached last year, of course. But yeah, no, obviously a team that's caused sports and trouble a past last year. Fans don't like to remember that 3-0 playoff loss, of course. Uh, so 1-1, earlier season up in Minnesota and then come back here and 3-0 at halftime and then hometown kid Cam Duke makes it 4-0 in the 52nd minute. So yeah, no, excellent performance. Big, big game from Johnny Russell. One goal, two assists, but it, it was Morgan just got for him. It was his play down the right-hand side, just terrorising poor DJ Taylor from Minnesota. But like, that was a big catalyst in the win for sure.
0: It's funny with with, with Johnny Russell, he, he's obviously left foot dominant, but he plays the right side so well and he, his, his crossover step is is fantastic. I love those two assists. As much, his goal was, of course, on a, on a PK, but I love the two assists, you know, the centering passes. I, he would have been my man of the match. Uh, Kyrie Shelton also, a, a terrific, terrific outing for him.
1: Uh, great for Shelton again. It's good for him to get on the score sheet. He's a very smart header. But I do want to chat about Russell just in that, you know, if you watch sporting often, uh, you know, you put out a line up you've got Polito, Shelton, whoever's in the middle, and you know, you have Shallowey on the left, Russell on the right, 95% of those games at some point they will switch over. And they starting switching over eventually later in the game. I asked Peter about it and like I said, Russell was just terrorising Mingososa's um, left back, Taylor, a whole game um, until he came off in the 15th minute. Um, Taylor, that is not Russell. And yeah, I, I think they just were like, all right, this is a matchup we can exploit and they didn't switch sides for basically an hour, which was strange to see. Um, and like you said, both of those goals, Blair, um, it was Russell beating him off the dribble. Uh, just, you know, quick burst of speed towards the byline and crossing it back to the middle. And that's where two of those goals came from. Uh, and even a penalty, it was a long ball from Espinosa down Taylor's side. And uh, Shelton got in behind, wins the penalty. And Russell's a spack, so you know, it was uh, one of the more glaring instances in recent times, I think, of a team just saying, all right, we can beat you down the sides of the field, so let's see what you've got. And yeah, the poor kid was subbed off in the 50th minute, I believe.
0: And uh, did I hear some MVP chance break out last night?
1: You did hear some MVP chance. for Mr. Daniel Shallowey. Another goal for him. So that's, what, 13 goals, six assists on the season. Um, Ola Kamara took a lead. DC United, he scores a hat-trick last night. So he took the goals and boot leads out of nowhere. He's kind of, kind of came out of nowhere recently. Well, no, not out of nowhere. But he, he boosted his into league recently for the goals and boosts. You know, Daniel's still right up there. It's his movement off the ball, honestly. His finishing's graces. You know, he's got the assists to his game as well. But if you watch him, it, it's that goal-scoring instinct, which I know he's worked on in the off-season. Pieces worked on it, where it's not just asking for the ball and, you know, beating guys off the dribble. It's, it's being in the right position when it is centre-cross, when there's a rebound. He's there to so took it home, and we saw it again last night with an excellent half volley.
0: Yeah, I've, I've never seen him play this well. I mean, I've, I've watched him every year, but this is—he's—he's he's gone to a different level this season. And those MVP chants—that's you know obviously a ho- hometown thing, but they're legit. Absolutely, he's going to get some consideration for that. You—you you said he was uh, his 13th goal. That's I think that's third in the MLS, and his goals plus assists tied for first. Tied for first with 19. Yeah, he's going to be part of this conversation.
1: Yeah, him and Hangi Mukta, I saying, uh, Nashville both on 19 goals and assists combined a piece now. But no, I mean, that's what I'm kind of going to look to delve into next week, just because MVP chances, honestly, because, you know, you've got the fans kind of chanting it. You've got a Twitter accounts tweeting MVP, MVP. I mean, I asked him about it. Daniel hears it himself. And, you know, he says ah, it's not just him on his journey. It's the fans as well. But, you know, like you said, of course, it can definitely be a little bit fan for a fair hometown stuff. But we've just both said he's absolutely in the conversation. Yeah, I'll, I'll Aldalving's got next week. See what we can get. Well, exciting season for sure.
0: I'd like to hear some Royals fans chant that when Salvador Perez comes to the plate. 45th home run today. The difference, of course, is, you know, the Royals are helplessly, you know, out of the playoff chase and sporting Kansas City into first place now, a point over Seattle. Seattle's um, two games fewer, I believe, in sporting. Am I right about that?
1: I think Seattle's one and Colorado is two. Sporting plays, Seattle coming up next as well. Let's see. Yeah, so Sporting's played two more games in both Seattle and Colorado. Seattle's a point behind, Colorado's three points behind. You would expect them to overtake Sporting with those games in hand. But, I mean, both teams, you know, you've got the league's cup, you've got congestion coming up these next couple of months. Sporting plays, Seattle coming up next. We've seen weirder things. I mean, heck, I remember last year in the whole COVID season, uh, going down the stretch, Sporting was looking like they were going to be third place in Seattle and uh, Portland just started dropping points and Sporting kind of stole first place. So anything can happen for sure, and Sporting's obviously still in that race for number one season.
0: And uh, and speaking of Shallowee, and you wrote about this, You know, he had some national team duty recently, which is pretty cool for him.
1: Oh, it's, it's gotta be so cool. For two reasons, and I kind of touched on them both in my story this week. Being just for him, you know, you're playing for your national team. Like as a as a soccer player, that's gotta be a pinnacle, right? I mean, of course, and you can go and win win World Cups and all that stuff, but especially for Daniel with Hungary. With all due respect to Hungary, maybe there'll be a superpower in the future, but I don't see many World Cups in the future. Um so, you know, being able to represent still a, a World Cup competing team, okay, maybe making the most recent Euros, gave me as World Cups in the past. Uh, Great for him on that front. And, you know, secondly, he he got a good 20, 25-minute stinting against England, which, you know, I might be a little bit biased, of course. But England's now the number three team, ranked team in the world, just saying, as of today's FIFA rankings. I mean, he talked on himself, you know, he, he's looking in the eye of Kyle Walker from Manchester City and facing off against Manny Isaacs, Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire. And, you know, it's, it's games that we see on TV every day and these global superstars. And Daniel Hells his own. I won't lie. He, he got hungry. He's only shot on targets. Uh, so fair play. So it, it was a good shot too. It was a nice little play. So, you know, there's definitely going to be more call-ups in his future
0: yeah it's fantastic to see i am so happy to him what what a summer for Daniel shallowowe for sure uh not against uh Minnesota, but we saw the the m l s debut of help me pronounce make sure I've got his name pronounced right jose mori
1: Mori Mori, I believe guys yeah, saying jose maori
0: yep yep and um so it's been actually been a couple of games for him and got a goal, which was. <laughs> the, it was a goal. <laughs> it, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. The ball went into the net. Uh, I don't know how in the world it slid through yeah. uh, Chicago goalkeeper's legs, but it, it did. And hey, he's on the board, right? What's going to be his role? What do we expect from him the rest of the way?
1: He he's definitely looking like a uh, more of a six. I mean, Pisa has said it himself. You know, we can't play Ace if of be, but he's he's more six and he's an eight, so that's a thanks midfield role. Uh, I mean, honestly, got tossed into the fire a bit on the LAFC game probably, what, a week and a half ago now. These games are flying by. Uh, which, guys, a 4 nil game, which was not great, of course. But, you know, players in Chicago and had a great stink so obviously that goal through shuttle West legs for a veteran goalkeeper. You're not going to see that very often, are you? Uh, yeah. I mean, against Minnesota, I guess week two, a uh, 90 minute stint from him and you know, his, his vision's looking really good. He's got the short range passing, the long range passing, broke up some good plays. So definitely looking like he's going to be in that six role. And it, it's a position that, you know, he offers good depth for sporting, especially with Buzio. Now in the rear view window, Recently plays a good game for the next year. We'll give Buzio a shout out. Yeah, good game from him recently, but now it's looking like a small piece of business from sporting if he keeps going on his trajectory.
0: Sporting doesn't play again until you mentioned the game, the opponent, it's Seattle, but it's not until September twenty-sixth. So they've got some downtime here. That is also the case for KCNWSL. And we're gonna talk about that team when we come back from a break. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. We're back with Sean Goodwin talking soccer and KCNWSL in the last five games. Two, two, and one. Yeah, I just like saying that, right? Two, two,
1: and one in their last five. Well, it has been fun. G-
0: g- the lows are being low, but highs has been high.
1: Well, high enough. One nil win over the rain, and two one over Louisville, uh, both here in KC, and then out on the road. Uh, four nil loss to North Carolina, three 0 loss to Chicago. So the lows are still pretty low. But yeah, I know. I mean, you're undefeated now in the last four games at home. I want to say, yeah. Last four games at home, the most recent was a nil-nil draw against North Carolina, and especially based off the four-nil smackdown they got three games prior. They look a better team, so you know these new signings are gelling in, they're getting comfortable, and they are on the up and up. Pity is only six games left of the season.
0: Yeah, you said it. Six games left, and they don't play again until September 26th. So, yeah. but. There is some other news involving KCNWSL. No, it's not the name of the team. yeah. I imagine that's going to come in, in an off-season ceremony of of some sort. But there is something new with KCNWSL. Tell us about it, Sean.
1: I'm sure you remember Blair when sports and KCNWSL and, and, and you did the whole presentation. Was that a p well,
0: Or the Union Station, maybe. But well, we're talking about more than a decade ago.
1: Yeah, it was before I moved here. Something similar for KCNWSR so would be cool if you do it—a a big kind of off-season announcements.
0: Absolutely, I mean, they have to do it that way. Yeah, they have to own the day. You know when—yeah, when that day comes, own the day and make sure every media person is out there. Maybe you invite fans, season ticket holders. You have the gear ready to sell. We've talked about it before. You and and, uh, and Trost and I—they haven't made many wrong moves in the marketing department.
1: No, we haven't. We're doing it all well and. About Marcus and apartments, um, partly Marcus and partly for the future. Yeah, break, breaking news as of today when this podcast comes out. They announced on Friday morning uh, a brand new State of York 15 million training facility up in Riverside, Missouri. So they're rarely setting their roots in Kansas City. So, you know, huge announcement for the team. Again, Marcus and Wise are hiring two Kansas City-based contractors Generator uh, Studio and Monarch Bills as the primary design and construction partners. Happy to go more into it if you want, Blair, but 15 million state of the facility up in Riverside, Missouri, just north of the river.
0: How many fields and what all does it involve?
1: Yeah, so it's a seventeen thousand square foot facility with uh, two grass pictures. Blues and egg, uh, you've got world class locker room, weight and cardio rooms. You've got outdoor gathering spaces, and then all of the team's front office activities are also going to be moved up there as well. Because right now it's a little bit spread out between Chris and Angie Longs as uh, a business on the side. Um, you've got a training facility down at Slope where they practice. So. Uh, Bringing it all together, right north of the city, north of the river, looking over the, the skyline of Kansas City, uh, which which was a big part of what they wanted to do. They wanted to move into Riverside. It's just off I-635 and Horizons Parkway, uh, just north of there. So yeah, really nice location it's looking like. And it's a, another big step to say, hey, we're here to stay. This isn't a, a case of what's happened in the past where the team doesn't have a permanent home. And Utah, giving again for a couple of years. This is a big step from Chris and Angie Long and the rest of the ownership group.
0: Absolutely. What's the uh, what's the year of opening? How long is it going to take for the construction?
1: Should be done by 2022.
0: Wow. How about that?
1: No lies. It says which is expected to be completed in 2022, is what I've been told.
0: That's fantastic. And look, you're right. It, it speaks to the ownership group's uh, commitment to Kansas City and I think it's also another maybe point of emphasis for Kansas City when it as it bids for the World Cup. Yeah, you know, just more good facilities that could be available. Yeah, if Kansas City if it gets games and is a base camp, so yeah. we'll see. You know, that that's great news.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said it yourself, it's a thing of a facility for uh, teams to practice at. Now you're looking at pinnacle for sports in KC. You're looking at. You know, whatever KCNWSL's new facility will be called. You've got SWU.
0: UMKC has a nice stadium. You know, University of Kansas has, um, you know, has has soccer. All of that is part of Kansas City's World Cup bid. And uh, we're closing in on site selection, by the way, for the Kansas City's bid for the 2026 World Cup. So.
1: Before we move on, Blair, I'll, I'll get shouted at. Sports and Casey are a compass mineral, not pinnacle. Yes, I, I, I have been slapped on the wrist for getting a pass. So anyone listening, I'm sorry. Compass mineral.
0: <laughs> hey, I think I've told you this that a few times after Children's Mercy Park, you know, was christened, I was still calling it Sporting Park, and I got smacked around a few times for, for that. <laughs> so, um, but anyway. So, big news. Listen, I I don't think we're too far away from an announcement, and uh, who knows when, of actually a new soccer stadium for KCNW. Oh, yeah. So I, I think that's on the horizon. Yeah. And first things first.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. It's been talked about, and there's nothing really concrete. I know our colleague Sam Mallinger has chatted to go long about it and, you know, has kind of wrote similar stuff, so... Nothing concrete, yeah, but it's, it's definitely coming, especially with they want a separate route to set the roots here, the new facility. They don't want to be playing on a baseball field for too much longer, I'm sure. Because Grace is where the Monarchs play is at Lexington's fields. Great facilities, don't get me wrong. but You, you want your own stadium, right? Uh,
0: absolutely. So well, we were talking about the World Cup a little while ago, and speaking of that, there's 2022 before 2026, mm-hmm. and the U.S. is doing its best to you know, throw fear to the hearts of fans.
1: Doing something.
0: <laughs> With uh, the first phase of the World Cup qualifying has come and gone, and no loss. The U.S. didn't lose. Yeah. Uh, three games, three matches. Uh, they go 1-0-2, and, and they had to beat Hond- Honduras in the third game yeah. to get the victory. I don't know, Sean. I, I don't think that the-, the performance instilled a lot of confidence in, in this team by American fans. Yeah. Five points, and there's a long way to go in this. But the, I don't know if it was the tie with Canada that did it, but um, not a great start.
1: Yeah, it's uh, not great. I mean, it, it could obviously it could be better. It
0: could be worse.
1: <laughs> I think, you know, you, you look at the first three games, they played awful, in my opinion, awful draw in El Salvador 0-0. 1-1 one, one draw in the U.S. in Nashville um, with Canada, and then that big 4-1 win against Honduras. Here's my thing. You know, everyone says that CONCACAF is so tough to play in. Uh, you get ties on the road, you win at home. And that's what shows secure qualification. Which, you know, fine, fair, that's great. You're tied El Salvador on the road. But,
0: yeah, I was going to say, that means Canada's in good shape.
1: Yeah, Canada's in good shape. So, you know, that's dropped points at home right there. Uh, I, I just think there's certainly an inkling of truthing in some of the tie on the road. Pong I mean, you know, they a good team. They've made it to go World Cup, so that was a very good win, I think. The first 45 minutes of that game was not good. second 45 was great. Uh, that was a Greg Bear with tactical experiment that did not go right in the first half. But, you know, you look at the other teams in the octagonal, as it's now called, eight teams instead of the six. You know, if you're playing uh, Costa Rica, Mexico, Canada, and Pong as well, I think it was a reasonable highs on the road. El Salvador isn't, especially for the U.S. when you now is August, this boasting of, at the time, where away a top 10 FIFA-ranked team in the world, gives things dropped out. Uh, I'm not sure to what ranking. I just saw the top 10 and the U.S. wasn't there.
0: 13 is where
1: they are. I was too focused on England being number
0: three. <laughs> As well <what> you <laughs> could
1: at a good time, you know, you're a top ten team, even a top 13, top 15. Uh, I mean, you've got all these class players, you know, playing in Europe and even you know the MLS guys, still very, very good players. Is tough as an atmosphere as El Salvador might be. I, I don't think that's an excuse anymore. You know you have some good atmospheres in MLS, but hell, you, again, with all these players playing in Europe now, you know, they're playing in the state. In, Allianz Arena, Bayern Munich are playing in the new Camps in the Bernabeu's and Anfield, Stam- uh, Stamford Bridge, Old Trafford. They are playing in tough atmospheres. I get it may not be Riot Shields on corner flags like you saw in Honduras and El Salvador. Still, your playing shouldn't be affected that bad. And I think a nil-nil draw at El Salvador was a very poor result for the US.
0: They followed that with the tie with Canada, and that was the uh, that was the game in which Weston McKinney was right before the game booted off the team yeah. for breaking the bubble, basically, and, you know, leaving the bubble and then bringing a guest back into the bubble, and he's kicked off the team. Yeah, bad form for the U.S. in that round. And my other thought is Christian P probably needs to take, you know, just assert himself and be the difference maker that he that he can be. Yeah,
1: I mean I mean fair place a good kid, good guy. He's the same age as me, basically. I can't say too much to the Kang is a game. I was covering KCM WSL at the exact same time. But again, it's a one one draw at home. Book a Honduras game. Fair place uh Christian I mean he was playing his socks off and, you know, Honduras players know what he's capable of and it's not like, you know, he was being overly selfish it was just, you know, he's have four guys on top of him, he's have guys you know, kicking out his ankles, his legs. And I'm not saying that Honduras is being specifically dirty. It's just that that's what the game is, especially sometimes for these big players, especially in CONCACAF. Comes out injured eventually, right? He has to come off in a 60-odd minute. And fair play to him, you know, his, his calves are probably worth more than what my whole gap worth is. For him to be getting kicked repeatedly like you were, you know, he could have pulls himself out of the game and says, hell no, I want to get back to Chelsea in one piece and uh, play for Chelsea. But he he kept on fighting, so fair play to him. Had to come off. So, you know, going forward again, you've got next window in only, what, three weeks now?
0: October 7th is the next game.
1: Yeah, Jamaica at home, October 7th at Panama, which could be a tough one And home against Costa Rica, which you're getting a good team, but at home, you know, you're hoping for at least seven points out of that. For the U.S. to be assessing a dominance, nine points, of course. But seven points, I think, puts him in a good place after two windows. And you think that Pulisic uh, can assess his dominance, especially against teams like Jamaica and Panama.
0: You hope so. Um, I I didn't follow this except for the Hungary game. How did England do in its uh, first round?
1: Uh, Good. Um, We beat Hungary 4-0, of course. Uh, We beat Andorra 4-0. And then... Uh, last game, we tied Poland 1 1. Lewandowski, 90 second minutes, equalizer or something stupid. Isn't you saw it coming as well. I saw it coming, but we're fine. We're in good stead. Four points ahead of our being here, which doesn't scare me. So we're fine.
0: We'll spend some more time on World Cup qualifying, also Sporting Kansas City and Casey NWSL when we meet again. Sean, it was great catching up with you. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon.
1: Yep. Thanks, Black.
0: That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to our production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Sean Goodwin for stopping by and talking soccer. Links to his stories can be found in the show notes and on kansascity.com. Hey, I wanted to call your attention to something new. It's called the Morning Sports Edition. Maybe you know about the Starz E-Edition, that's a replica of the printed newspaper on your screen that comes with your digital subscription. Well, now there's an updated sports section produced separately that goes along with it. When you open the E-Edition, there's a box in the upper right-hand corner, click on that, and you can access a sports page that includes late afternoon and evening news, or maybe you get a link in your email. Either way, it's access to complete coverage of the previous day's news, features, statistics, and everything. This morning, I read about the Royals' loss to the Oakland A's yesterday, a lot of college football, previews, the Chiefs, everything. So listen, however you get the star, I want to thank you because you're supporting the best news and sports coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Monday wrapping up the Chiefs game against Baltimore, so stay tuned for that.